blessed day and we're excited about being in the presence of the Lord and we want to thank God for each and every uh, one that are tuning into our broadcast on uh, this particular week of Thanksgiving want to uh, say praise the Lord to all the saints and we wish uh, and pray uh, that each and every one of you have a, a blessed Thanksgiving uh, remember those that are in need there's somebody in need, 
Um, let us um, see to it if we have uh, anything extra that we can uh, reach out to those that are in need. And also uh, let us continue to keep them in our prayers. As we get ready to go before the Lord, let us go in a brief word of prayer. Just want to say uh, for our local church, there is no service this week. And so we'll be here on the Faith in God and that TV broadcast, uh, still sharing uh, the word of the Lord and a word of hope and encouragement to the people of God. And so um, we'll be brief today, but we want to just reach out and say to the people of God, uh, God bless you. Uh, I'll have a blessed week. And uh, we pray that uh, Godward, that you be increased in the Lord. And so we're going to go before the Lord. In a word of prayer, eternal God, our Savior, in the name of Jesus, Lord, we thank you as we come before thee and before thy throne, Lord, we give you glory, honor, and praise. We give you thanks, O oh God, for the opportunity to be in the midst of thy people. Thank you for the privilege, O oh God, O oh God, for, O oh God, your goodness and mercy, yet, O oh God, abiding with us. Thank you for forgiveness of sin. Thank you, Lord, for, O oh God, our leaders. We ask, O oh God, you will bless them. In the mighty name of Jesus, look on our presiding bishop, Bishop Scott. Look on our assisting presiding bishop, Bishop Charles Bennett. We pray, God, for all the executive council board of bishops and all the body of the Pentecostal Power Church that you would continue to bless the people of God and strengthen them. Help us to decrease now that you might increase. Oh, God, we ask and, oh, God, you would honor requests of your people. Look on those that are on the front lines, oh, God, yet praying, oh, God, that you would strengthen, oh God, the healthcare workers and doctors and nurses and those that are working in the medical field. Oh God, to oh God, help those that are sick among us, that they, oh God, would be, oh God, strengthened. Oh God, in the name of Jesus, we want to thank you, Lord, for, oh God, your plan, your purpose. I want to thank you, Lord, for, oh God, what you're yet doing in a time like these. And Father, we pray that you would look on our individual families, homes, oh God, and different locales, bless the saints, oh God, and keep them in the love of God. Father, we thank you. We forever give you glory, honor, and praise. And we thank you for a great deliverance. In Jesus' name we pray. Thank God. Amen and amen. Amen. So we thank God. Amen for the prayer. Uh, just uh, want to say uh, we give honor to our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, who's the head of our life, to our honorable pastor, Bishop Murchison. Lady Murchison, to the entire Pentecostal Power Church family, to my own wife, Missionary Newsom, and to all the saints of God, uh, we count it a great privilege and honor to be uh, in the land of the living. And so as we um, take a look here, uh, we want to take a look here at uh, a few scriptures. We thank and praise God for uh, these scriptures that we're going to be sharing today. Uh, we're going to look at uh, 2 Timothy chapter 1. Okay, and we want to talk about uh, Apostle Paul here uh, being, uh, this is about the uh, last time that uh, he was in prison, uh, and he wrote a letter to his son, Timothy. And so we're going to talk about that today. We're going to talk about uh, Paul yet encouraging uh, his son, Timothy, in the gospel uh, as he uh prepares himself to go to Nero's chopping block. And uh, we know this is a time the church was uh, in uh, dire need. They had some major uh, persecution. 
this is right around um just say about 66 AD um 66 67 AD uh when this letter was written uh by the apostle Paul and so we know uh we know that apostle Paul was uh you know continuing and he did go on in the gospel of Jesus Christ but here he was awaiting his death okay well, he was getting ready there uh, in chapter four. He was awaiting his death in chapter four, which is about 64 AD, which is about two years later. Okay, but we're in chapter one, Second Timothy chapter one in uh, verse number one. And this is about right around 66 AD. All right. And so we're going to talk about a few things today. Uh, he says here, apostle and apostle of Jesus Christ, uh, by the will of God, according to the promise of life, uh, which is in Christ Jesus. To Timothy, my dearly beloved son, grace, mercy, and peace from God the Father and Christ Jesus our Lord. And uh, here Paul uh, wants to encourage Timothy here. And we're going to read a few things here so the people of God can be encouraged even um uh, during a time like this and Thanksgiving. So we're going to read uh, down to about verse number um, four, okay? First Timothy, Second Timothy chapter one and three and four, okay? So I thank uh, God whom I serve from my fathers with pure conscience that without ceasing I remember the remembrance of thee in my prayers night and day, greatly desiring to see thee, being mindful of the tears that I may, may be filled with joy. All right. And so he talks here uh, about his desire to see uh, his son, Timothy. And he wrote this uh, second letter to Timothy uh, about two to four years after his first letter. So which is right around 60 uh 70 AD, which is right around there, which is right around 70 AD, he wrote the first letter. Okay. But uh Apostle Paul here uh had been traveling uh with uh well Timothy. He had been traveling with him on the I believe the second and third missionary journey. And so you can look it up. Those of you that are historians, you'll see that he was traveling with him on his second and third missionary journey. And uh, Paul had left him in uh, Ephesus to help the church in Ephesus. And so we can see um, Paul was concerned about his son in the gospel. And so we, too, have to look at times that we're in now, um, our leaders, um, have to be concerned for uh, those that they're passing the baton off to and, uh, you know, the church in the hour that we in now, um, we're facing some things. And uh, he says in verse six, he says, wherefore I put in remembrance that thou stir up the gift, uh, which is by the laying on of my hands. Um, and he says, for God has not given us a spirit of fear but of power and of love and of a sound mind. And so he says this to 
uh, Timothy because uh, Timothy was experiencing some problems, some opposition. Um, and uh, this letter and this message uh, to him as a leader, Paul was encouraging him that in the youth uh, of his ministry and uh, that your leadership is going to face uh, some challenges and he may be placed under fire. And so he was encouraging him to let him know that, uh, you know, keep serving God. And that's what I want to say to the, you know, people of God today. You know, you want to keep serving God because uh, we can be under attack by believers and non-believers. And Paul was urging him uh, to be bold. And so we need to be bold in times like these um, because it will allow us uh, to move forward in God. And um, I guess the problem is when we allow people to, you know, intimidate us, you know, they'll neutralize us from or uh, put us in an area of non-effectiveness, you know, uh, in uh, going forth in the word of God. And so, we have to make sure that we don't allow this to take place by walking in the power of God. And so I want to say to the people of God, be encouraged uh, because only the power of the Holy Ghost uh, can help you overcome fear. And so perfect love casts out all fear. And so the only way fear can be cast out is uh, you must receive the power of the Holy Ghost. And the Holy Ghost, the Holy Spirit, can help you overcome fear, um, what people might say or do, and it would enable you to continue to do the work of God. This is why, you know, we we um, share with the people of God and encourage all our youth and young people, as well as the uh, body of believers alike, that we need the Holy Ghost, the Holy Ghost is uh, very, very essential and important. Paul talks about three characteristics, and we're going to talk about these today. He talks about uh, three different characteristics um, to be an effective Christian leader. Power, love, and a sound mind. And see, we... We, we can deal with the first two in the church today. You know, everybody said they got the dudamus power and they said they got love, all right? They said they got the power and they got the love. But you can see by the mind not being sound that they don't have the love nor the power of God simply because we're in an unstable time. We're in a time now where souls are unstable. People are unstable in their mind. And so I wonder why I always try to figure out when I was studying this, why would the sound mind be last? Because uh, the power and the love uh, gives you the effectiveness to keep a sound mind. And so if you don't have the power of the Holy Ghost, you there's no way possible that you can have the love of God. And without the love of God, 
there's no way possible you could have a sound mind without it coming from uh, the Holy Spirit. And this is why it's very, very important that we look at this, that uh, Paul mentioned these effective uh, characteristics, the effectiveness of these three characteristics, power, love, and a sound mind, which has to deal with wisdom. You know, some people think sound mind just meaning that I'm not crazy, but no, sound mind simply deals with having the wisdom of God. And so when an individual is able to discern between good and evil and be able to apply, you know, and rightly divide the word of truth, then they're applying wisdom according to the Holy Spirit as it leads and guides them into all truth. And so it's very, very important that we look at this because uh, Paul was kind of encouraging him uh, because he knew that he would need to step out in faith uh, to proclaim this gospel once he go off the scene. And the Holy Spirit would go with him and give him power, praise God. And so we don't have no power except it come from the Holy Ghost power, praise God. People said they are anointed and all this good stuff, but you need the Holy Ghost if you're anointed, praise God. Because the anointing of Christ uh, is set up on us by the Holy Ghost, praise God. And if you don't have the Holy Ghost, you not anointed, praise God. And you hear a lot of people say, I'm anointed by God. Christ's anointing was sent on the day of Pentecost. He anointed the church with the Holy Ghost, praise God. He poured out his spirit, according to Joel uh, 2 and 25 through 28 there, he said he was going to pour out his spirit upon all flesh, sons and daughters, men and women, praise God. And so the Holy Ghost is not just limited to uh, male dominancy. It's to all that will receive the Holy Ghost. God, we're going to give it to them. Praise God. And so I just want to say to the people of God today, um, you know, be encouraged in the viewpoint of knowing that God, he poured out the spirit upon all flesh, according to the prophecy that was found in Joel 2, 25 through 28. Now, let's take a look here. Timothy was going to be experiencing some problems. Young Pastor Timothy. Now, Paul encourages him and tells him to be faithful. I encourage people, God, just to be faithful to God in all that you do. And uh, he will give you the power of the Holy Spirit to help you overcome fear so you can continue to do the work of God. All right. Paul talks about um, these uh, three characteristics here. And so uh, he lists them. He lists them as a uh, point to deal with the, uh, the characteristics is a resulting from the Holy Spirit living in us. So as a result of the Holy Ghost being in us, we can have these three characteristics as Christian leaders, power, love, and wisdom, praise God. Power, love, and wisdom, all right? 
Now, let's go a little bit farther. I just want to, uh, I want to go a little bit farther and read uh, verse number eight and verse number nine. I think we want to, I think we want to read verse number eight, verse number nine, uh, down to 11. We want to read three more verses and we're going to go a little bit farther here. I'm going to read verse number eight. He says here, um, be not thou therefore ashamed of the testimony of our Lord, nor of me, his prisoner, but be thou partakers of the afflictions of the gospel according to the power of God, who hath saved us and called us with an holy calling, not according to our works, but according to his own purpose and grace, which was given us in Christ Jesus before the world began. Verse number 10, but is now made manifest by the appearing of our Savior Jesus Christ, who had abolished death and had brought life and immortality to the light through the gospel. Whereunto I am appointed a preacher, an apostle, and a teacher of the Gentiles. And so I thank God for this because uh, in this time, mounting persecution was taking place. And uh, we don't want to talk about this, but the uh, apostles and preachers uh, in that time, uh, during that time, rather, um, had to deal with fear. They had to deal with fear. Um, they had to deal with uh, facing people and continuing to preach the gospel. And uh, sometimes, you know, uh, they feared suffering. You know, sometimes uh, we fear suffering. Now, it may not necessarily be uh a trembling type fear, but it makes us reluctant. So fear can not only deal with a trembling type fear, but it can deal with something to make you hesitant or reluctant to do. All right. So take a look at this. Now, Timothy may have been afraid uh, to continue preaching the gospel. And Paul was encouraging him and wanting him to let him know that suffering was going to come and that God will give him strength and that he would be ready when it was uh, his turn to suffer. Now, he know Paul wasn't going to get out, praise God. And like some of us, we may see some situations happening uh, in the midst of our churches and our ministries, and we may see things happening even in the midst of our leaders and leadership. And we can see different ones going off the scene. And just as a sidebar dealing with this pandemic, people are dying by the thousands every day. And so there's no guarantee because we're younger preachers that we're going to even be here. But just if God willing that we remain and let's say God uh, you know, uh, would call the older leadership home. We have to look at this 
in Timothy chapter, second Timothy chapter one. We're going to have to face some challenges. Praise God. And Paul was encouraging Timothy, letting him know that he was going to have to face these challenges. And he's going to face his fears and that suffering was going to come and that he could be jailed for preaching the gospel of Jesus Christ. And I want to say to all these young preachers and old preachers and all preachers is getting to the point in the time now where we can be jailed for preaching the gospel of Jesus Christ. It's coming. It's on the horizon. Take a look. Paul warned him suffering would come. And Paul told him that uh, he promised him that God will strengthen him and that he would be ready when that time would come. Sometimes when we're not persecuted, uh, uh, I'll put it like this. Sometimes when we're not persecuted, we still have a hard time doing what we know to do. But even if we are persecuted, we can be like Paul and Timothy and we can call on the Holy Ghost to give us courage. We can call on God, ask him to give us courage, ask him to give us strength because Christ had sent them uh, to do a work through his death, burial, and resurrection and God had chose them as apostles uh, teachers and ministers of the gospel uh, to walk in the power of his might through faith. And Jesus broke the power of death with his resurrection. And by Jesus breaking the power of death with his resurrection, he was letting all them that know that follow after him. If God raised him up from the dead, he will also quicken their mortal body. Praise God. And he let them know. Uh, God offered salvation. Uh, and all they have to do is to believe, to accept his offer. Praise God. And this was the job that a, Apostle Paul was sharing with Timothy to continue on in the gospel of Jesus Christ. Hmm? Because Paul knew that he was going to be there until it was time for his ministry to be ended. But that did not stop his ministry. Paul wrote letters, praise God. Even though he was no longer out there uh, on the missionary field, he stayed in touch and stayed in communication with those that he uh, had mentored. And he shared the gospel and he shared letters with uh, Pastor Timothy. Now, Paul had lost some material possessions, but he would never lose his faith. And that's what I want to say to people of God. Don't lose faith because you lose stuff because we lose things. 
we lose people. We lose places in society. Praise God. But don't lose your faith and don't lose your praise. Praise God. Because if your situation in this pandemic, if it looked bleak, we can cast our cares upon the Lord because he cares for us. We can take those burdens and those concerns to the Lord. And he will guard your faith and uh, safely keep you in the center of his will until the day of Jesus Christ, until he returned back for the church. It's very, very important. He says here, uh, in verse 12, he says, for which cause I suffered also suffered these things. He says, for which cause I also suffered these things. Nevertheless, I am not ashamed, which I have committed unto him against that day. I'm sorry. Let me go back. I'm sorry. Let me go over this again. He says, for which cause I suffer also these things. I am not ashamed for I know whom I have believed and am persuaded that he's able to keep that, which I have committed unto him against that day. And that's what I was sharing there. Uh, as I had to read that over, I had skipped a verse there. Just want to share with you that God will keep you. If he set purpose in you, he'll keep you in spite of the persecution and in spite of what you might face. And so be encouraged, saints of God. Be encouraged, people of God. It's very, very important that we know that that which was committed uh, unto the keeping by the Holy Ghost, which dwelling in us. The Holy Ghost is the only thing that'll keep us. Praise God. And if we're not being kept by the Holy Ghost, we can't be kept. And this is why we need the Holy Spirit. Paul emphasized Timothy to rely on the Holy Ghost, rely on the Holy Spirit in these tough times. And you'll see as he continued to encourage him, uh, he said, you know, for uh, Timothy to endure hardness as a good soldier of Jesus Christ. He tells him in chapter two uh, of that same book, second Timothy chapter two, uh, uh, verse number three, he says, therefore, he says, thou therefore endure hardness as a good soldier of Jesus Christ. He encourages them to endure. Timothy preached and taught he would face suffering. As you young preachers and teachers teach the unadulterated word of God, you will face suffering. But Paul was letting them know you will be able to endure. Praise God. And he used the comparison of soldiers and athletes and, and uh, you know, farmers who would discipline themselves um, to sacrifice to achieve the results that they were looking for. Now, look, when we plant uh, gardens, we plant uh, sow into the lives of others, we're planting. We're, you know, one planet, one water but it's God that give the increase when we sow into other lives. Uh, uh, there are some things that we must take a look at and we're sacrificing to achieve the results that we want. We're sowing in faith, believing that there's going to be increase there. 
This is why once the Holy Ghost is sown into our lives, we can depend and trust God for increase during uh, difficult times, during challenges. But we must work extremely hard despite what happens to us, despite suffering, we must keep going. Praise the Lord. And guess what? We must keep going because of the thought of victory, because of the vision that God has for the church and the hope of the harvest. Praise God. God is coming back for a church without spot, blemish, wrinkle, or any such thing. And we have the responsibility uh, in all the suffering that we might face. It is worthwhile, praise God, because the suffering of this life is not worthy to be compared to the glory that shall be revealed in us. Praise God. And so we need to continue to glorify God, continue to win people to Christ, and uh Know that one day, praise God, amen, we're going to see our Savior, praise God, one day. And so that's why uh, we uh, are committed uh, to this particular cause and purpose. And uh, your purpose will definitely help you face your pain. When we forget about purpose, and what God has set up for us to be victorious, we'll be focused more on the pain if we haven't received the purpose. So it's very, very important that we look at the purpose that God was the first fruit of, um, of our increase. He was the first fruit that slept of all of them that slept. And so he gave his only begotten son so we could face these challenges. Apostle Paul encourages uh, Pastor Timothy and lets him know to endure hardness. In 2 Timothy 2 and 3, he said, endure hardness as a good soldier of Jesus Christ. And so he goes a little bit farther there. And so I encourage the people of God have a blessed uh, holiday. Have a blessed, happy Thanksgiving. We hope that we said something to encourage you today. Continue on in the Lord. And whatever you do, fight the good fight of faith that you may lay hold on eternal life. My friend, we're praying for you and we're praying that God will uh, richly bless you and keep you in the center's will. I want to say God bless you to Missionary Newson and to uh, those that have tuned in that may be listening. I want to say God bless you. Thank you for tuning into the Faith in God Internet TV broadcast. So we're going to say God bless you until next time. Uh, we thank you for joining us on the broadcast today. But until next time, we ask that you will continue to keep us in your prayers as we continue to pray for you and the people of God. And so we just want to say God bless you in Jesus name. All right.
God wants to heal you everywhere you hurt. Everywhere you hurt, God will see you through. He'll take the pain away. Yes, he does. Yes, he will. Listen. God shall provide for you each and every day. So lift your hands and say, Lord, I need you. I need you right where. He will each and every day. Each and every day. Lift your hands and say, Lift your hands and say Lord, I need you. Now come on, just lift your hands and begin to thank him for the healing right now. Come on, all over the building. Just begin to thank him for his healing virtue that's flowing through this building. We speak to organs and tissues all over this building. And we say, line up with the word of God tonight. Hallelujah. Listen. God wants to heal you everywhere you hurt. Everywhere you hurt. God will see you through. He'll take the pain. away. 